0: Ten seconds in and I've never recorded anything for this app before, but I'm just going to start talking and, well, you can leave anytime you want, really. I come from a little American town where you hear the word mental health like it's a swear. You hear the word therapy like it's the institution for the clinically insane. And I guess some people really do think that, but I'm fortunate to have a handful of friends that are very willing to listen and very willing to talk about their own problems. I'm not going to name them here, but I'm very lucky to have them. But I know there are some problems that I just don't know how to explain in a spur of the moment. Or when I'm sitting on my laptop and trying to write, thanks to COVID-19, a <laughs> uh, 2020 crowd here, but thanks to COVID-19, can't really meet or anything, and I'm not certain I'd want to given that, well, I am what I am. Uh, And I'm not particularly happy about who I am right now. I don't think a lot of people are. But I'm going to talk about something that's affected me for quite some time in a way more deeply than I thought was possible at this time, I guess. I'm not editing any of the sievers, it's just a vent. When I was about 15, 15, 14, 15, I don't remember the exact time frame, it's kind of blurry, but my grandmother was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer. Thyroid cancer itself isn't a death sentence. It's the way it spread. It spread and it spread, and over the course of the next couple of years, I saw my grandmother fading away from me. Little ways, of course, and I wasn't so dumb that I didn't know it was coming eventually. Uh, she died while I was watching the house for my mom and dad. My little sister was down with them, but she finally passed away when lymphedema made it impossible for her to move anymore. That's a whole other story. But, uh, thanks to that, my grandfather had to come and live with us. We jammed all the stuff from their house into our little house into one bigger house over the course of a year. And I... Yes, that's kind of where the problems began. Uh, I'm not trying to put that in any dramatic way. I'm puzzling this out as I go. I've told the story a hundred different times to a hundred different people, and it's always told in a little bit of a different way because I remember new things or new things start to make more sense. But... My grandfather is, was not a pleasant man. Growing up, I didn't think much of it because family, you're supposed to love family, right? And I loved my grandmother. She was a wonderful woman and she gave everything she could to, to me and my sister when we were younger and Uh my grandfather though, I I don't know why this woman devoted her life to this man. They say don't speak ill of the dead, but I have nothing good to say about that man. He was the result of I guess an era of sexism and racism and a bunch of other isms that don't come together into a particularly polite specimen of a white senior man. He didn't respect any of us in this house. I tried to approach the situation and be diplomatic about it. He and my dad fought all the time. My dad and my mom fought all the time. My dad and my my grandfather and my mother, they fought all the time. And forgive the common metaphor, but the air was so thick you could cut it all the time. It was like that for two years. We were trapped in this house with him because he was handicapped, couldn't go much of anywhere without a power wheelchair, and the thing was so heavy, it took all four of us to get it up in there, into the back of my my mom's pickup truck. And honestly, I don't think anybody wanted to go anywhere with him anyways between feeling like a prisoner in my own home because of him between breaking up fights because of him because of my mom's own narcissistic personality my father's stubborn bullheadedness I love my parents I I still do I still live with them, and I would do anything for them. But the result of all this is guilt. Guilt, a... I I could probably look at the dictionary definition, but I don't think I really need to explain it. It's a... Somewhat untalked about symptom of PTSD. And I do want to note here that I am not officially diagnosed with PTSD or anxiety or depression, nothing like that. Again, little American town where mental health is talked about in hushed whispers, like it's the whole start of another horror movie. And my parents can't talk about anything without making it awkward. I think that's really just the experience of parents, though. Uh, But. I'm a young adult now. And at the time, my guilt and my people-pleasing attitude spawning from that had been good at the time, it made me a half-decent peacekeeper. Even if the cost was some of my own energy, I mostly did it for, for, for my sister. She didn't deserve to grow up in a home that was constantly fighting. I wish I could have done more for her. But, uh, now that I'm a young adult, I've started looking back at this time with a little bit more of a critical lens and realizing that I guess I've got some type of Atlas Syndrome, I guess is what it's called where I feel constantly guilty for everything that I do. I feel like I have to negate every situation. I have to apologize for every little thing that could even be slightly construed as a mistake. It's taken a toll on my relationships. And I'm pretty sure it's totally ruined my ability to connect with people. And I wanna fix it. I wanna fix me. But I don't think there's like, an easy way to do that. It's complicated. Guilt is a complicated emotion stemming from Tons and tons of small, small things. The guilt that you're not enough. The guilt that you're not doing enough. The guilt that you aren't enough. The thought that you have to be something to somebody. You have to be useful to somebody in order for them to even give you the time of day. And the guilt that if you stop being useful, then maybe they won't say anything and they'll just keep going on and being your friend because they feel bad for you. As much as I try to trust people and try to open up to them, I end up panicking and sabotaging my own small amount of progress. I live in a state of feeling unheard, which is why I'm doing this. And just kind of casting my metaphorical net out into the world. Maybe somebody gets what I'm talking about. And if you do, then, well, you're not alone. It sucks. God, oh God, does it suck. But I know it also could be a lot worse. And remembering that it could always be worse, and you should be thankful for the things that you do have. And make the most of them. Remembering that helps me, I think. But feeling guilty is its own part. Feeling like you're not doing enough. Feeling like you're not grateful enough. Feeling like there's not enough in general. It's good to remain aware of these things, but not so aware that you're your own worst enemy, your own worst critic. Be aware, but not too aware. I'm still trying to find the balance, so (laughs) if you can somehow do it, then you're miles ahead of me, buddy. Draw me a line and give me a couple of hints, huh? But that truly is about all I've got to say on the matter. I'm not going to go back through and re-listen to this. I've already been talking for almost fifteen minutes. And if you want, if you've listened through the whole thing, then well, thank you. Thank you. I. I guess, but now I don't really know where to end this off. I guess one more time, thank you for listening, and I probably won't make a part two. See ya.